Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Check us out. GoPHNX.com. Become a diehard today. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard. You do not want to miss the sweet, sweet deals we got going on at the Merchandise Locker. What's the dealio today? I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. Uh, you know, we kind of put it in the show title you know, believe the Cardinals with what they do, not what they say. And I think, again, this week, Bo Brock with the quarterback situation, further evidence of that. Yeah, I mean, it's the status quo as far as the procedures for the practice and the quarterbacks today as they've been the last two weeks as Kyler Murray enters his third week of practice. He was still out there throwing to practice squad receivers and tight ends. I mean, I'm sure once they got into sevens and elevens and stuff like that, he, he went right back to running with the, the backup squad. But I'm sure they probably gave Jeff Driscoll, who kind of took the role of Clayton Toon last week and last couple weeks, and Toon took the role of Joshua Dobbs as far as throwing to the active receivers and tight ends. So, you know, I, I think that there is a big smokescreen that Jonathan Gannon and crew are trying to create and make the Browns a little uneasy as far as who they prepare for at the quarterback position for the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, two Twitter sleuths like yourself and, and myself, and then, of course, our very educated audience, we're not exactly buying it. Now, we're not here to eat the slop. Uh, and I say that respectfully. <laughs> like, it is yeah. slop, though. Clayton Toon starting for this team on Sunday. You know, it was this time last week when we were debating because Kyler was trying to force the issue for Baltimore. And you kind of pose the question to me, knowing full well, like the answer, like, what about against Cleveland? Could there could there be any wiggle room at all there? And I've been told, like, definitively no. And so this Dobbs thing kind of threw a wrench in that. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they're switching it up, just maybe. No, they're just substituting Clayton Toon for Joshua Dobbs, mm-hmm. and they're sticking to their plan. It's a plan that, for better or worse, they're going to follow. And I know it disappoints the fan base. It disappoints this podcast, like respectfully to Clayton Toon. Like I want to watch Kyler Murray play football, especially if he's healthy. But what I will say, and I I feel like more confident about this with each passing day, you know, I've, I've made a lot of about the fact that they've got to win games to push them out of the narrative for a quarterback. If they're willing to play Clayton Toon and throw him up against miles Garrett and company, not sacrificing this game, but I mean, you're you're a significantly better team with Kyler Murray, and you have a, a way better chance to win on Sunday. I feel like maybe there's not that sense of urgency, and yeah. you can definitively say, well, maybe these three folks that are running the show and Austin Forgannon and probably Kyler Murray, maybe there's a, certainly with the two at the top, a great sense of uh, feeling comfortable with who they are within this organization, job security. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can, we can be about our timeline, 1-7, 0-8, it doesn't matter. And now you've got Kyler Murray kind of wrapped into that fold. I don't know, man. Like, I, I thought they'd have more sense of urgency. They do not. And if you're if you're hoping Kyler Murray, which we are, is part of this franchise in 2024, I think that's a good thing. It's not good here for the next five days, but it's a good thing, I think, long term. No, I think it's a good point. I mean, as far as them being confident in – what they're doing and sticking to the plan despite you know the losses stacking up i mean they they've lost you know a a bunch of games in a row and you're a first year head coach and jonathan gannon is very aware that this is a results driven business no matter how long the leash is and how much you know he how much confidence he's garnered from the fan base for the direction of this organization along with general manager monty awesome for but 
you know, I think the key here is is the process, the commitment to the process. I mean, that that's something that you've heard ever since Jonathan Gannon took over. Even when they had their lone win on the season, Jonathan Gannon, he kind of poo-pooed a little bit like, hey, I, I don't want this to take away from the process. I feel like the, the result, especially as far as a game, a win, a loss, a tie, it takes away from the process of preparing for that game and then getting right back into the process following that game. And this is all part of the process. This is something, this is the plan that I think him and Monty Osifort probably worked in concert to hatch. And it's been something that's been there like the, the whole time, like circled the date on your calendar, circled the date on your Cardinals, you know, uh, magnet, you know, fridge schedule that you might have that Kyler Murray, most likely it was going to be week 10 against the Atlanta Falcons and despite, you know, poor quarterback play from a guy that showed, you know, pretty encouraging results for three weeks of this NFL season out of nowhere in Joshua Dobbs, um, you, you had to weather the storm, but you're still committed to the process. You're still committed to the plan. And no matter, you know, the outrage for a fan base where I saw my, my Twitter mentions when I, you know, reported th- what the deal was at quarterback today for a third straight week with Kyler Murray was – that you know this this team's being mismanaged. No, I mean this is this was the plan the entire time. So like are they mismanaging the plan that they hatched months ago and and that just because things are going a little awry that they need to pivot because of a of an angry mob that want to see, you know, obviously better quarterback play? No, I don't I, I think that they're just committed to it. Kyler Murray's going to come back. He's going to have more than enough time to to right the ship and improve a lot of the and answer a lot of the questions that people are asking about Kyler Murray. Well, this is this is a question that's posed a lot right now. Arizona Animal, maybe if the process is throwing away 10 weeks, then yes. I, I would say more so, not 10 weeks. How about week nine? And I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say the Cardinals don't have a chance this weekend, especially like PJ Walker, Deshaun Watson. The Cardinals could win this game with their defense by themselves, the way the defense is playing. But I do think that it, you're asking a lot from a, a fifth round rookie. But then I thought about it, and it's like, well, of course they're comfortable doing this because they were comfortable going into the season with the roster in the state that it was. They were comfortable going into the season with this cornerback room, which is not great. They were comfortable going into the season a defensive line, with which I think has the worst personnel in the NFL. So it's like, of course, of course they're comfortable throwing Clayton Toon out there to see what he's got, what, what, you know, the cut of his jib, check out his moxie against Miles My, Garrett and company. Like that, that, that. You know what? The the more we've had time to stew on this, it's just like, yeah, this is what they're gonna do. Like they're not they're not living week to week. And I think, you know, I've certainly be, been conditioned with how reactionary Steve Kime was as the general manager for this franchise. Like you were you were living and dying with every game, and for a while that was great, right? Because you felt like you you had a sense of urgency to produce, trying to to shape out what he considered the best fifty three man roster possible. Cardinals aren't aren't playing like that anymore. So, you know, this, I think, will still be an expedited rebuild. If you get the kind of play you want out of Kyler Murray, I think this is a playoff team next year. But for one more week, again, I you know, I looked up the forecast this morning. It, it snowed in Cleveland. Like, they've got yeah. snow on the ground. The, that field is going to be rock hard this weekend against the number one defense in the NFL. And, you know, we're going to talk about it. You know, Clayton Toon, poor guy, may not have a, a bunch of the Cardinals, let's just call them weaponry, offensively. I mean, the... Clayton Toon is not set up for success this weekend, but neither, I think, would Kyler Murray. I mean, we know James Conner. We feel pretty good about him coming back next week against Atlanta as well. Atlanta's defense is not, you know, barring something unforeseen, is not on the same level as Cleveland. So 
They they have had this date circled for some time. We've sourced that within the last probably 10 to 14 days. And now we're just we're in a position where we have to get through collectively as this fan base covering this team the next five days. Cause it's like I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of watching this team lose and be inept offensively on Sundays. I love doing our post-game shows, whether it be at Gila River or this weekend at Bet MGM. Like that's the that should be the best part of, of my week right now, my football week. And watching a team that's won five games in the last year it weighs on you and it's weighed on this fan base. And so I get it from the mindset you're dangling in front of him. You want to play with that shiny toy and, and he's ready to go and you're going to play Clayton Tune. I'm never going to apologize for people being upset, especially when they consume this as often as we do. But you take a 5,000 foot view and just say, yeah, this is, this is what they've always been, you know, tempted to do wanting to do. I'm, I'm shouldn't be surprised by it. I don't want to seem like somebody that's like carrying water for the organization. Cause I, I you are, like, you're a big time show. You're a show boy. We prove that, that we don't, but <laughs> I, I might have two like huge gallon buckets uh, on each side. But I mean, as you, as you look throughout, this offseason and this offseason by no means was a perfect one. Like we, we pointed out, I mean, as far as how they dropped the ball and negotiations and, and not locking in Joshua Dobbs or at least, you know, uh, a, a solid quarterback option outside of Colt McCoy as they await the return of Kyler Murray was was a huge misstep. Right. Yeah, I'm not buying too much into the the lack of, I guess, aggressiveness as far as trying to get a running back and in other positions because you know your hands are tied as far as really trying to clean up the mess left by the previous regime. But I think what this team has done far more often than not has given you reasons to trust Monty Austinfort and trust sure. Jonathan Gannon. And I think that this is just a part of that. This is a part of okay, they have to weather the storm. Like you said, five more days. They got to get through two more practices. Long days. Five they, long days. <laughs> they, they, well, I mean, beautiful here in the desert, right? At least they, they aren't in the mistake by the lake in Cleveland. Right. Jonathan Gannon's beautiful hometown. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think Cleveland's great. I just – I was joking. I mean, as far well, it's as – It's not Arizona. I think we can say that. It's not. I, I, especially I not today not as we're sitting here and it's it, they're, they're long in the sweater weather and you could probably criticize me for wearing a pullover because it's, it's beautiful out ahead. It's not It's unnecessary well, just want to show off the PHNX flag. Um, but I think that they've earned your trust, and they should have. I mean, as far as, you know, Monty Ossifort, he wasn't gambling. He said, I'm not going to give Zach Allen this much money. I'm not going to bring back Byron Murphy. I'm going to hold out, and I'm going to use one of these big assets, the, the biggest asset that I have, the third overall pick. I'm going to trade down, and then I'm going to trade back up. And he's made all these these really rock solid roster moves and put this this roster this organization in a position for success in the future. Now we'll see what he does with it this offseason. I got a lot of confidence in that as well. But man, I, I think that you just have to kind of trust in Monty Austinfort and Jonathan Gannon that they are doing what's the best for this organization. And if, if just having as a one-week placeholder in Clayton Toon and sacrificing them to the, the, the I guess, the climate, the, you know, the conditions there in Cleveland, it's going to be football weather. And, of course, that pass rush, that pass defense, you know, that Brian Baldinger is going to shed more light on later today. I think that that's just something that you're going to have to take a gigantic leap of faith with. And I look – I, I see another article out today that makes you say, why, why the F would I trust this organization? It's like, well, the guys that got into the building in February and the end of January, Monty and JG, I think that they have given, they haven't given me any reason to, to maybe be skeptical about that. 
The article uh, Bo was alluding to ESPN, a um, couple different writers collaborated. It's very similar to the athletic article that we've, we've broken yep. out in this podcast. So we're not going to hash into it. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, I encourage you to, it's a, it's a, it's a solid read. Absolutely. But you know, f- for the, for the sake of this show today, I mean, you said sacrifice Clayton tune. I think too, like outside of a miraculous defensive performance, like you're, you're almost comfortable, not you're never comfortable losing games, but I mean, you're sacrificing this game. I mean, you, but Kyler Murray's recovery is bigger than just a singular game. Mm-hmm. Like this, this shows you every, that, that this, the definitive statement, Kyler yeah. Murray and his future with the organization is bigger than this weekend at the Cleveland Browns. That's what they're telling you. And like, in a lot of ways, like that should make you feel good as a Cardinal fan. Like, Hey man, we've, we're going to do right by this guy. We went to a statue ceremony. He's been bought in. We run. We want to re- have a really nice end to the year with him over the course of eight games. We feel like we can win a couple. I, again, like this sucks right now. I hate it. I don't like living in it. But it's going to be a different. <laughs> we want to see game. Kyler play. We want to see right. Kyler play. Right. I'm. 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 But the kind of the sub bullet to that is like, yeah, I'm. In t- I'm enticed to see Clayton Tune play and let let's let him have some success, even if it doesn't come into a win. I'm just. I'm I'm curious as it relates to how they're going to do it with some offensive personnel missing. We're going to talk about the injury yeah. report, but the, I, for me, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just don't think that this is reckless any longer. Like Clayton Toon with the training wheels and in and, and protecting him and potentially getting bad habits and you know playing behind maybe a questionable offensive line at the beginning of the season. You didn't know, and the offensive line has shown improved to be actually one of the more consistent uh, position groups for this team. But I don't think at this point it's reckless in that you're putting, you know, Clayton tune in a position to, to, to fail. Right. And I, think I also say this too. Yeah. Like, and somebody said this in the chat, Brent, who's going to be at the game this weekend. That's fantastic, Brent. And hopefully we can get you to a game here in the Valley. What I like, I did not like the optics of having Kyler Murray be active and backing up Clayton tune. So while like selfishly, I want to see Kyler Murray in pads and a helmet this weekend. I thought that was a dumb fucking idea. Like mm-hmm. if he's active, you got to play him. So it clearly feels like we're getting away from that. And Jeff Driscoll, who's been here for five minutes, who Gannon said today, Bo, and you can attest to this, is ready to go. Like mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll is going to back up Clayton Tune. That's the right decision if you're going to drag this out one more week. Like I'm, I'm. Had they gone about that differently to begin this week, like I'll nitpick Gannon. Like maybe if you're, you know, thinking about this, is probably not likely. After what the fan base went through last week, roller coasters of emotions, right? The activeness, or is it the, the term active? I mean, that's a trigger word. People want to see him active. So I I think it's the right move now to clarify he, he might not be active, which we know he won't be active now. I think it's a mistake to tempt yourself with him just like five feet away from you and helmet and shoulder pads if you don't intend yeah. to give him the reins 100%. So I just wanted to say that because I they've remedied it. It's disappointing, but it, it makes more sense than what they were going to do. We've all seen, you know, we've all seen a great sports movie, right? Where the hero comes in at halftime and saves the day. Are you telling me that, you know, John, John and the Gannon has, has proven that, you know, he's not going to be persuaded by a, whole, a lot outside of what his, his own, him no, and, and his coaching staff and his, his front office are, are thinking. 
Uh, but still, I mean, he's a red-blooded American man. I mean, he's he's seen the replacements. He's seen Shane Falco walk in the locker room at halftime and said, remember when Shane Falco came in and saved the day? He, yeah, I mean, that you think Kyler Murray possesses that ability, especially if it's in a tight game. P.J. Walker's out there fumbling the offense on the other right. side. Of, uh, of With the Deshaun Watson throwing picks like he has been right. all year. It, it, it's, it would be tough to look over to, to the side and see like Hollywood Brown and Trey McBride and they're talking to Kyler Murray and he's padded up and it's like, yeah, K1's not going to war with yeah. us today. Folks, and and that's, that's something I really want to kind of the, the remainder of the, of the week at practice and access to the locker room. And, and t- well, you know, we'll talk to Buda Baker and we'll talk to hopefully some more players in this offense, but you know, the mindset of the locker room, at least for this week, yeah. as they're right there, you know, they're in the red zone and, and they're looking to score as far as get Kyler Murray back. But their belief, their confidence in this coaching staff and this decision, because they're seeing it. I mean, DJ Humphreys told us today, you know, Kyler Murray out there, he looks like Kyler Murray. I mean, he looks like the same, you know, dominating playmaker quarterback that he's seen, you know, the previous four years. Like in, in Tristan Cologne, a guard is like, hey, is he always is he always that on? And yeah. DJ's like, yeah, most most of the time, yeah. And uh you know, so like they're seeing it. Like you, you had a report, you had a it source last week. I mean, he was just cutting up the Cardinals' first team defense. So he was, he, he, like that's where we thought maybe there's a chance that right. they feel tempted. I mean, like against Baltimore, that's a one possession game, a true one possession game in the fourth quarter if Kyler Murray plays. But right, no, but I mean, this this is later like, than this season. How are the players dealing with like? Okay, I'm seeing this with my eyes. I'm experiencing this. You're telling me that guy's not ready. That that guy's not going to be the best option for us to win. But you you have to kind of take into account like it's not about winning necessarily right now it, it's about this process in, in in this process to get this organization to consistently be a winner down the road it's about it is about down the road i mean we talked about it yesterday 12 draft picks 80 to 100 million dollars and hopefully your franchise quarterback in the fold ready to go this offseason and, and again a game in early november in a one in seven season they're, they're, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say that was great experience for Clayton Toon to be able to take into this offseason, assuming he survives and he's not, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, in a body bag. Like he, he'll he be okay and he'll be able to take this and say, I can study this this offseason. This is real tangible tape evidence. I don't want to see him any any point after this week because that means Kyler Murray's ready to rock and roll. But yeah, I, I again, not my favorite scenario uh, by any means, but I, I like how they've remedied it. Jeff Driscoll now, he's part of the practice squad, Bo Brock, but kind of we, we we touched on it. The injury report is concerning for mm-hmm. somebody like Clayton Toon if it, if it wasn't already. So you're down James Conner, and then we see DeMercado didn't practice today along with Michael Wilson. So what's going no. on there? Yeah, so Michael Wilson, he said, kind of lost in the the quarterback carousel conversation on Monday. You know, JG wasn't said he wasn't too concerned. He thinks Michael Wilson's going to be okay. He didn't practice today with a shoulder. Well, Dermacato has been a little bit under the radar because he played so many snaps yeah. on Sunday. Uh, but we did see Ingram in there at, near the end of the game, um, but he didn't practice with a toe. So we, we got to figure out the extent as far as what, what his toe injury is. We'll get more information tomorrow. Uh, and then Tristan and Colon, who we saw go out early in the game on Sunday, still out with a, with a calf. 
Um, and, and you've got your starting left guard already on IR and Wilkinson. So it looks like Dennis Daly could come back. And then you had, uh, you know, Chris Barnes returned, Chris, Greg Dortch, who told us yesterday on the All Purpose podcast, he was good to go. He's back at a limited capacity. And so is Kevin Strong, who's played decent on the defensive line. And then, oh, yeah, your quarterback, Kyler Murray, is back on the injury report with the knee as a full participant in practice. Sour Balzer will point out full in, in what you know, is outlined as far as his role right now in practice. So whatever they say, like that's his job. He did his job to his fullest capabilities. I wonder, like last week we saw like some Keontae Ingram in the fourth quarter, even in the in the second half. I wonder if Di Mercado got, got banged up earlier than expected. I mean, like I, I'd be fine with Keontae Ingram getting 10 plus touches this game, kind of mix it up a little bit. But man, like Rondell Moore, I think this is an opportunity to try to get him you know, three to five touches in the run game. If you don't have Dean Mercado, or let's just say he's compromised to some degree, he's not a huge guy. And I think they like him as a part of their backfield, but he's a he's a 10 to 12 touch kind of player, a little bit less than what Chase Edmonds used to do as a complimentary back to James Conner. So this week, I mean, there's there's no bell cow without James Conner. We expect him back next week, but supplementing like 10 carries here, 10 carries there, because like we talked to, you know, about it at nauseum. Like you can't have Clayton June throwing 30 times this game. You just can't. Even if you're down, you just can't do that for his confidence. You, ha- you have to find a-, a way, a semblance to keep the offense steady. And there's no team that runs the ball more on second and 10 ball brocking the entire NFL than the Arizona Cardinals after having an incomplete pass on first down. They are the number one team in the NFL. If Clayton Toon throws an incomplete pass on first down, guess what? 100% of the time, they are running the ball on second down. It's, it's what they want to do at least yeah. with with Kyler Murray out, Michael Wilson though would be would be a big big loss. I mean, that's not to diminish Di Mercado, but Michael Wilson, you know, bounce back game last week in terms of targets, a little bit more in a rhythm. He and Hollywood Brown can, of course, help alleviate some of this concern. I throw Trey McBride in there as well for Clayton Tune. Intermediate passing game, mm-hmm. really good hands out of that that group of of three. I mean, you start getting down to Zach Pascal, who we've seen this year struggle to catch the football. I mean, just like with Joshua Dobbs, you got to elevate and pick up your quarterback this week. Would hate for for Michael. Will- I was rooting, you know, selfishly. Michael Wilson playing 17 games this year after knock on wood being being hurt a lot. At Stanford. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and yeah. I mean, it's it would, you would have Zach Pascal entering into the, the off in the starting lineup potentially. Hopefully, get some snaps for our guy Greg Dortch. Um, and, and get Rondell more and more involved in, in the passing game for sure. And and then hopefully keep. Trey McBride trending up who had such a spectacular performance a franchise record with 10 receptions from a tight end in a game. I mean, yeah, it's a sign of how futile the position's been in this organization. But at the same time, it was a, it was a breakout performance by Trey McBride that helped them scratch and claw, make that game look respectable at the end of the contest on Sunday. And then like also a sneaky injury here is Damian Williams was placed on IR. Like he's done right. like the, the guy that was elevated off the practice squad, a veteran running back who's seen it all, who showed, you know, he was, he was pretty, yeah, effective in limited snaps. Um, I mean, it, it's Ingram and it's it's Rondell Moore, basically. I mean, you don't really have a whole lot if, if Dermacato can't go. So that's going to be something to, to really monitor. I mean, Dermacato since kind of taken over the reins in the last three games without James Conner, 35 carries for 147 yards. That's 4.2 yards per clip. Uh, catches the ball out of the backfield. And he's just been solid in, in pass pro for an undrafted rookie free agent. So those are those are some important things to to kind of look at there. Uh, James Conner, you know, uh, JG was asked about that today. He says he's he's looking good. He looks excellent. And you know, I've maintained this. I, I w- 
I don't think that there's going to be anything that's going to delay his return as soon as he's eligible uh, with his stint on the IR. I think James Conner, after this week, once he's eligible come Monday, he's going to be a guy that's going to return the Arizona Cardinals lineup. And, oh, that just happens to be, you know, the the date that we circle on our calendar. That would be also the Falcons game that we expect Kyler Murray back in. Yeah, they're just they're loading up for next weekend. It's It's, it's almost like it's the second half of the season, like technically – so it makes you think like that they always intend to f- split it in half and get through these first eight to nine games, but it's a new season. Like, you know, the FPI, which we talk about the football power index has the Cardinals like as the definitive favorite right now to have the first overall pick. But there's even like a sub bullet to that, which is, but this, this assumes that Kyler Murray doesn't return. Well, he is returning. Like, so if you get a top 10 to 12 quarterback on a given Sunday back in your lineup, I don't care if, if it's for a rebuilding team or not, and your schedule has some cupcakes on it for a team with a, with a quarterback like Kyler Murray to compete against. Like you're you're just going to be way better by default. Like we have seen now, definitively, you can you can be loaded. Atlanta's got great personnel offensively. Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London. I mean, they scoffed at the notion this offseason of trading for Lamar Jackson, and they and they went with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Taylor Heineke. It's going to get everybody fired. Whereas the Cardinals now, a lot of people scoff at their personnel, but they've got a quarterback that was taken first overall that's you know in the conversation as an MVP candidate two years ago and two-time Pro Bowler. Oh, look, the Cardinals are way better than we thought because they've mm-hmm. got a top quarterback. So, again, like I think we get lost. I'm guilty of this, too, in, in the personnel, the minutia of it. Hey, this guy's an all-pro, and this guy's a terrific player. It's like really all that matters is the coach and the quarterback. And I think we've got a really good answer as to what kind of coach Jonathan Gannon is. He's a competitor. His team rallies around him. The Cardinals are way ahead of schedule in terms of how they compete on Sundays. Hasn't translated to wins yet. But again, anybody with eyes, the optics say this team's heading in the right direction. And then you've got a quarterback coming back that if he can prove he's the same player that he was pre-injury, that's a deadly combination for this franchise that they have not had since Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer. Chat unreal tonight. Uh, Eddie Garrett about to have 716 sacks. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Miles Garrett is is yeah. I mean he's he's killed everybody. I mean he he uh, he made Trent Williams look foolish uh, a couple times when when the Browns handed the L to the 49ers. Uh, we've got uh, Michael Evans saying I said five wins. We've got uh, a couple people saying sneaky tank. Eddie saw my first mock draft with Mays, the number one pick. That's uh, we might talk about that coming up here. Feel your eyes, yeah. Eris uh, saying Kyler practice, Kyler practicing full speed though. Yes, he is. He's practicing at full speed, no knee brace, no nothing. Uh, just continues in during the open portion to be uh, thrown to practice squad receivers and tight ends. Uh, I'll tell you what's not practice squad, uh, but is big time starting caliber app. The BetMGM Sportsbook app, Bet10, get 200. Again, like, if you've made a bet with our friends at BetMGM ahead of this weekend, you're like, oh, I thought Kyler Murray was playing. Well, if you do Bet10, get 200, you're going to get $200 using that bonus code PHNX, regardless of the outcome of your wager. This line, first of all, I think this line's way too big, even with Clayton Tune at 8.5. So I I would take the Cardinals plus 8.5, sprinkle it in with PHNX as your promo code. Download the Sportsbook app for BetMGM on your Android or iOS, or I like to go on my desktop computer, visit betmgm.com, get a big, large screen, look at all the different prop bets for the weekend, look at all the different over-unders. It's fantastic. It's my favorite place to dabble. 
And once you have a qualifying bet, you're going to receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. So rounds win by 30 points. If the Cardinals win by 10 points, it doesn't matter. You're the winner. Sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy, Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I uh, redeemed myself today, but I was also out there uh, looking fly in my Shady Rays sunglasses. Love them. Yeah. Uh, premium polarized shades at not a premium price. Independent sunglasses company that likes to keep. Yeah, you're rocking yours, Damon Dog. Uh, they like to keep that price point well under 100 bucks, and they certainly do that. And you can save yourself some more money by just being a PHNX listener and viewer. Just go to ShadyRays.com and check out their full product line. Pick out two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. Save yourself 50% on those by using that promo code PHNX. Not only are you going to save some money, but you're also going to get sunglasses that look great, and they're backed by an unbelievable, insane protection plan that if you lose, you break your sunglasses, they're going to replace them, no questions asked. Take them to the store, send them back to ShadyRays.com. ShadyRays.com, use the promo code PHNX to save 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Check out why 250,000 people have rated them five stars online. ShadyRays.com. Um, Keep this conversation going with regard to a little practice highlights, Bull Brock, of yeah. a certain franchise quarterback. Yeah, let's take a look at uh, Kyler Murray out there throwing the the pill around. Look at him. Uh, somebody pointed this out in the Twitter replies that they thought, could this be me? No, this is somebody actually pulling down the football, making a catch. Uh, I did not catch the football thrown at me by Kyler Murray. Uh, that's just him working out, just getting his feet on the grass, throwing just ropes. Uh, you got him working under center a little bit here. Uh, but you'll see, like, number 19 is Jeff Driscoll. This is where Kyler Murray just – he backs – it kind of uh, separates from the active players and the starting players, and now he's just working out with practice squad receivers and tight ends. Uh, that's Caden Davis he's throwing this ball to. That's a good ball. Um, and, and working really on the under center type stuff. So you got Hoodie Kyler here just throwing a couple good balls and, and continues to be the status quo, I, I think, until probably early next week. It's good stuff, man. So how many let's let's fast forward to next week. Mm-hmm. Speaking of next week. That will have been how many weeks of practice? Not like days, but like since he's been activated. Yeah. Seattle, Baltimore, the Browns, the Falcons. Yeah. So this is his gonna- third week of practice. Next week will be he'll be entering his fourth week of practice since returning from pup and then he'll be activated he has to be activated by wednesday next week so at this point next week he's, he's got it's got to happen um, and he'll be activated but the point i'm trying to make is so we go out for training camp every year in late july right and they you know it's a slow burn they start ramping things up when do they ramp things up pretty early august right you have the scrimmage you start preseason games when does the season start second week of september so it's almost the exact kind of same timeline, maybe give or take a week to 10 days that you would have from the, the beginning of when they ramp things up for training camp, Bo, and the start of the regular season. 
And you can't tell me that wasn't done on purpose. Like we're going to stretch this out and try to simulate a preseason slash training camp esque environment. A lot of training camp is the mental aspect too. So, and he's been able to absorb all that all this time he's been out anyway. But from a physical standpoint, this this is his training camp. His training camp started two weeks ago and it ends next Wednesday, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and he's going to play the Atlanta Falcons. And so, like, I I don't expect him now. Like, I thought initially if he, if he would have come back against Seattle certainly wasn't an option, but Baltimore, I thought there'd be some rust to knock off. Like, I don't know how you feel watching him in practice. Like I expect him to play well when he comes back. Like I don't, maybe a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Like as a rookie, you remember that Lions game. It took him a couple quarters to get going. Like I, I think he's going to come out next week against Atlanta and have a really nice game. I expect like over 60 completion percentage, two to one, if not better touchdown to interception ratio. I don't think we're going to get like, incompetence from kyler murray against atlanta and again like you've used up all this time i think the expectation is that he will play well yeah i mean they they're setting him up for the easiest landing spot that he aligned with going into this season right obviously you want him to maybe go against a, a giants defense or um you know one sprinkle in here at maybe like a los angeles rams even with aaron donald um still doing and playing at a high level but um some defenses that he could have some success of, uh, against early. And I know that you can look at the stats and you can kind of get overwhelmed and say Atlanta's just as uh, tough as anybody else. But I think being at home and hopefully having a, a better or closer to full complement of playmakers with James Conner potentially coming back. I don't think this this decision was made after Conner went on IR either. I don't think uh-huh. it played into it. It just happens to help out. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is not on the road traveling to Cleveland, potentially dealing with elements and then also dealing with, uh, war daddy type players like miles Garrett, who are, are making everybody look foolish and like a turnstile, no matter how much success you had as a tackle in this league. So looking yeah. at Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns have 18 players on the injury report. It's, it's, yeah, bad. They, they had Deshaun Watson. He was practicing today in a limited capacity, and we'll see about Deshaun. But, you know, you got, uh, I mean, Mari Cooper, he had some rest. You got Miles Garrett getting some rest. You got Zadarius Smith getting some rest. But everybody else, like, legit on here. They had, say, two, four, six, eight, ten DNPs. And then everybody else was pretty much limited. It's, I mean, Jerome Ford, who was their their solution after uh, Chubb went down at the running back position. He's not hundred percent healthy. He's dealing with an ankle. I mean, this is, this is not a full strength Browns team that really, well, didn't I think have. that's, I think that's why a lot of people want to see this, a winnable game with Kyler Murray, but that yeah. we've been saying that for a while. And I also think like this Browns defense is great. Now what is poor quarterback play do for 17 weeks? It, it makes you start to regress as a team in general. Like yeah. I don't, I think their sustainability is a great defense is, is in serious question if Deshaun Watson eats a big bag of shit for the rest of the year and they have to rally with PJ Walker and DTR. Like it's a, it's a completely different dynamic that yeah. that defense. And I'm not saying this to, to, you know, poo poo what they've done. They've been fantastic, but like guys start going down. We, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, people get checked out. Look at their division, Burl Lamar and, and Kenny Pickett's terrible, but like, you're not going to compete against those guys. Even if you've got a great offensive line, what they do, Nick Chubb's gone. Like, I I think that's going to start to weigh on them. You saw like PJ Walker's interception last week was backbreaking at the middle of the field. Like you can't tell me 
you know, I'm sure they're licking their chops at Clayton Tune and whatever, but I don't this is a winnable game for the Cardinals if they get competent quarterback play, just like the last couple of weeks. Like that's why it's frustrating. You ought to be able to look at the schedule and say, if we play PJ Walker, we should win this game. If we play Deshaun Watson with one arm, we should win this game. <laughs> Especially with how this defense is playing. I'm so bullish on this defense under Jonathan Gannon. I'm fired up that they're playing young players. Kyle Odegaard put out some stats. You can find them at Pro Football Focus. Like Garrett Williams has a perfect passer rating negative, meaning like it's it's a zero passer rating allowed against him this year. He's been fantastic. B. Joel Jolari. Let me see B. Joel Jolari second consecutive week get pressure and get a sack. We talked about Dante Stills a lot yesterday. Like I, this this defense is trending in the right direction. What do they need? They need quarterback play. They've got weapons. They've got an emerging tight end. There's so much good right now with these young players. They need one of these. They need a maestro on Sunday. And respectfully, that's that's not Clayton Tune. So I, it's just nice to win one, and it's just been a hot minute since the Cardinals have done that. Yeah, Clayton Tune, if you look at his stats from preseason, 353 yards, a touchdown, a pick where a receiver fell down. Right. Okay. But he also had, I think, a, a pick that was it was dropped and the, he had the really egregious where he didn't pick up the all out blitz and just Got put smoked. himself right there to get teed off on caused a, a fumble that set up the Vikings for an easy score um, uh, once once they kind of went the other direction. But, you know, talk to Clayton Tuna as locker today. He's excited about the opportunity. Now, when we bring up preseason, you were at, we asked Tune, you know, how he felt like how he's maybe evolved, matured, developed since preseason. This is what he had to say. Uh, I would say I've made a lot of improvements, you know, um, watching Dobbs, watching Kyler, watching, you know, all the guys that have come before me, um, learning and and learning from the mistakes that I've made early on. Um, You know, I feel like I've come a long way from from training camp. And and that's what the coaching staff has has maintained about Dobbs, even, you know, going back to rookie minicamp OTAs, training camp preseason, that he is not a guy that makes the same mistake twice. So the stuff that we'll crucify him for and say, hey, he did this, this and that, and he's not ready. He has at least improved on where he made mistakes before. At least you you, you feel like he has, Uh, you know, ask JG today, like how he feels um, that Clayton Toon is going to play. He said he's going to rip it. He's going to go out there. I hope if he's, he's the guy, he's going to rip it. And I asked Tune about that. You know, how, how does he feel like, is he going to does he echo those same sentiments as his head coach? Just what he said. Yeah, just go in there, um, you know, play freely, play calm, and, you know, just go out there and, and play the best way I know how. And DJ Humphreys, when talking about Tune, like he has this confidence to him. It's borderline like uh, cocky, whatever you, and I don't mean that in, in a, a bad way. He's got confidence out on the, some people call it moxie, <laughs> if I may. I've been known to have that. Yeah, yeah you, you Johnny Venerable is synonymous Clayton with the Dude word and I have a lot in common. Moxie. All but he's, got, he's got it, right? I think, you know, DJ Humphrey says he just kind of has a look on his eye, like that he's, he's going to go out there and make a throw. So you really are like hoping for, I say hope because you're not relying on it, like that he catches lightning in a bottle. And he resembles the guy that people were getting excited about in preseason that we're hammering the table for. And listen, that's possible for one game. Like we, how many times yeah. have we seen not only rookies, but like guys who have never gotten a shot that have been in the NFL for like two or three seasons play like a really great, like six to eight quarter stretch. And then, and then they fizzle out like that's, I'm sure that's what they're hoping that they have here. I, and you know, two things can be true. Like we were clamoring for Clayton tune because Colt McCoy was so bad, but that didn't mm-hmm. mean Clayton tune was ready to start this year. 
and he wasn't. That's why they traded for Joshua Dobbs. Now, it's also a possibility. It's true that Dobbs hit a ceiling, and they want to see what they have for Clay- with Clayton Tune, and it just so happens they have to do that against the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah. Like, go ahead. I mean, think about this number one defense in the NFL. I, I just want you to look at their schedule real quick. The season opener, they played against uh, the corpse of Joe Burrow. Uh, nice. I mean, he was just awful. He couldn't move around. He was a cadaver back there in the pocket, and he was bad. They they went outright, just dominate 24-3. Then they take on baby hands Pickett, not mm-hmm. a great quarterback. We all know that. Yep. Ryan and Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, talk about a, a really nice schedule here for this Browns defense. You got Lamar, who dominated him. That was P.J. Walker's first start, right, 28-3. Yep. And then you've got the injuries that the Niners sustained and then Brock Purdy turned like, oh, once I can't just throw it to Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to pee down my leg. And he did that. Then you've got Gardner Minshew that they got into a shootout with. They gave up 38 points to Gardner Minshew and should have lost that game in the Indianapolis Colts. And then Geno Smith, uh, who they lose to. So not exactly murder row. Yeah. The, but they've had shit quarterback play themselves, so I feel, I feel like it cancels each other out because I'm sure they've been in positions where the field position's been terrible. Like, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt because their quarterback play has been equally bad, if not worse, than everybody they face. Yeah, it's like tough they, to play complimentary football, for sure. Right. They've 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 won games with their deep... Like, Miles Garrett has won games by himself. Like, that we've got... That's on tape. We, that's been proven. They've got... They go three deep at corner. It's an elite defense with great players that I think will get progressively worse because they have no quarterback. Now, if Deshaun plays this week, you know, he's working through some stuff with, with the medical team. I actually kind of like that just as much as PJ Walker, because Deshaun Watson is bad. He's not any good. um, Especially now, if he's compromised with an injury, I think there's a greater chance too, that Deshaun will give you the football more so than PJ Walker. I know Walker threw two interceptions last week, but I'm sure they're going to try to coach that out of them and say, we can beat the Cardinals by running 40 times and you're going to throw 15 passes. Whereas, you know, Deshaun Watson, like when the Cardinals went into Cleveland two years ago with Cliff Kingsbury, like Baker Mayfield tried to make plays hurt that he just can't make. And the Cardinals routed the Browns, albeit with, with Kyler Murray and JJ Watt and D hop. So I, either one of these quarterbacks, I, the Cardinals I say, think will have success in. You want to see PJ Walker. P.J. Walker's no, no, man. no, 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 no. They're atrocious. They're awful. Have you looked at them? They were winning last week in Seattle. Nani, he's he's in got Seattle. one touchdown to five picks. Okay, that's fair. That's he's bad. <laughs> he's a bad quarterback. I, Deshaun's awful too, though. And I could see yeah. Deshaun. Have you seen some of these throws that he's made, like right to defensive backs? I, I. I'd be doing the hands drill all week if I was Nick Rallis with our defensive backs because they're gonna they're gonna put a couple right here. Let's just let's come through and and it's, you know usually say don't be a hero, go down, be a hero this week. Clayton if Tune it, could have a tough time. Take it back if it's Tune Squad versus PJ Walker. I Electric, mean, we're, we're hitting some territory that we hit at the end of last season where it was like Colt McCoy and Brett Rippon or good? David Blau versus whoever David Blau played. It's bad. It's bad quarterback matchup. Magic man. Uh, he got us Paris Johnson Jr. though, so I will, will be forever thankful for that man. Uh, Super chat, sports hero, friend of the program. Five cold ones. K1 just needs to run out on the field during the game when JG is not looking. <laughs> Ragdoll tune and just start playing. Let's go. Kyler Murray's been pushing a play for weeks now. Kyler Murray would have not gone on the pup list. If they would have been like, what do you want to do? He'd be like, I'll just practice. But they said, nope, you're too important to us. I'm sure that made him feel good. We're going to ease you in. 
and we're going to give you ample time at the end of the year. And while I think we all would would have hoped, I hoped I was wrong. I can say I was wrong on this podcast. I thought it was going to be early October. Mm-hmm. Edit schedule, hype videos. Now the team had something to do with that, and it's just <laughs> it, it didn't didn't play out like that. But at the end of the day, the fact now that the postseason is out of reach officially at one and seven, the most important thing is you got to check three boxes, and I think we can check at least two of them now. Can Jonathan Gannon and his staff coach are they? Is it a big boy staff? Are the are the rookies have a clearly defined role? Are they ascending? And can Kyler Murray come back and be a franchise quarterback? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have definitive answers on all those in January, and that that means this season is a is a win in my opinion. Yeah, that that was those are a bunch of the boxes that you can check off, no doubt about it. Um, even though you've got uh, egregious mock drafts out there that that say that, let's see it. Hit me with it <laughs> right in the fucking face. Let me see it, Bo Brock. This is from Yahoo Sports. I saw this this morning trying to drink my coffee, uh, and I almost choked to death. Yahoo Sports does good stuff, and then they put something out like this. And um, yeah, Charles McDaniel. No, old McDonald. Donald McDonald. Old McDonald. Charles McDonald. Never heard of him. His NFL mock draft. What is this? Not good things. Uh, Drake. For May, our audio Chris listeners, Overall. please make them want yeah. to turn the turn it off. Your ears are bleeding. Drake made first overall of the Cardinals. The Bears somehow get Caleb Williams at two and Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. We've talked about it on this show a couple weeks ago doing our draft podcast. There are teams in the NFL that have Drake May over Caleb Williams. Plus, Caleb Williams has fallen off a little bit. He's not a generational prospect like we all assumed. I think Trevor Lawrence was a better prospect now. The only way this could be worse is if the Cardinals were to take Brock Bowers to me. And somehow Brock Bowers at four is, is so egregious. Keon Coleman's interesting. Joe Alt at 10 is an absolute steal. I hate to see that. Um, Alou at, at five to the Patriots. Johnny, can, we, can we admit this? This is the, as early as it is, this is an absolute just dog shit mock draft. <laughs> can we admit that? Damon yeah. Dog is very passionate about this. He was furious when he saw this. Damon, like, Drake May, number one, one, one. Drake May, the last two weeks, has lost to Virginia and Georgia Tech. <laughs> nice. And he's going number one over Caleb Williams in this mock draft. That's the guy that's going to – he can't elevate his team. You know what they're going to say. You know, Georgia Tech. Say. Right. That's Georgia Tech and Virginia, who had one win when, when UNC lost to him. He's, he's going to go with – they're going to go with Drake May because he's tall. He's got a good arm. You know what people are going to say. Josh Allen at Wyoming – couldn't be a power five. That's school. the exception. Right. That's, that's what dumb people are going to say. Though. Yeah. But dumb people don't make decisions for the Arizona Cardinals any longer. Thank goodness for that. I listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say like the more I've watched Drake may make some throws. I'm like, Oh yeah, I see what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. But it also goes back to the definitive point I had before the season is like, if you're going to be a top two pick in the ACC, Drake may, you need to make the you need to win the ACC or at the very least be in an ACC title game, contending yeah. for the playoff, yeah. undefeated, 100%. ripping shit up like Kyler Murray at practice. Drake May, you better be ripping up Boston College. You better be ripping up Tuna Fish. You and there and he's not. He's losing game. You're right. He's losing to one loss teams. There are games. They're running back. Win the stud. Yeah, they've got a running back that's going to be like a mid rounder. Most of the time, he's running for like 200 yards. So he. He is tantalizing because he's got the arm, the size. He can throw across his body, but like it's cliche. He is everything 
he is like Joe Burrow is everything he's not because Joe Burrow doesn't blow you away with physical traits, but he's a winner, right? You can't measure it. That's like if you took it and what's the antithesis of that? That's kind of what Drake May's got going on right now. Justin Herbert. Yeah. I mean, if you could say he's Herbert right now, you'd probably sign up for that. Well, Herbert, Herbert won a Rose Bowl at Oregon with bad personnel. I was in Eugene and he was he was a stud in the Pac-12 that year. Well, he had a great offensive line, to be fair. He did. He did. He had Penesul. I, I I think he's a I'm gonna say right now. That's not tuna fish you, but <laughs> he's a wor- he's a worse prospect than than Justin Herbert right now, in my opinion. I think but I think but I think in this draft one one. I mean, Justin Herbert was the third quarterback in his class. I mean, I and, and I know Burrow was special and he had a special year, right? He threw like 70 touchdowns and, and you had Tua who, you know, everybody was enamored with and, and rightfully so. That but, might be fair, Damon. That because you know, Mario's done what since Justin Herbert left. He isn't he isn't Chris Mario Cristobal. Is that his last mm-hmm. name? He isn't that much. Uh that's probably about right, actually. And you know what? I, I don't root against college athletes and, and young players, but I actively root for that not to happen for this franchise right here. I, I can't go from Kyler Murray to Drake May. And UNC, and be absolute quarterback it. factory. <laughs> Sam yeah. Howell, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, they're just pumping them out. Yeah. Studs. Mid, the mid quarterback factory. The mid and All below. Right. We got Baldy coming up, but before yeah. we do that, we got to talk about Circle K. So I, it's it's an inner circle I want Drake May out of my inner circle, but I want you all in my inner circle at America's Thirst Stop. Free membership program. Save 25 cents on your first five fill-ups. Fantastic. Right now, check them out. CircleK.com slash store dash locator. Get every six free selection at Circle K with all of their fabulous products. Uh, and speaking of fabulous, do we not have a fabulous time at Gila River Resorts and Casinos Wild Horse Pass over the weekend? Chef's kiss, top golf. Thank you all for coming out. Had a great time watching the games on Sunday. Cardinals took an L, but we took a W hanging out at Gila River. It was a blast. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not at Gila River a week from Sunday for Kyler Murray's return uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, what are you waiting for? We're going to have giveaways, prizes, drink specials, food specials. It is the place to be. I had somebody come up to me who had never been there before and said, this is the nicest sports book I have ever been to and had been to a ton of sports books north of here. It is first class. It's clean. Just a great place to take in, you know, eight to 10 games at one time. And we're going to hook you up. Visit HeliRiver.com slash showdown to get in on the action for more information. They're, they're giving out a hundred or I think a hundred grand, 21 and up. They're doing giveaways November 5th, December 3rd. Memorabilia, game tickets, whatever you want to do, but check them out. Gila million dollar showdown.com. Get in on the action, Bo. Love it. Eli Kyler's going to play us out of the QB sweepstakes. Not worried at all. Johnny Cash agreeing with that. Uh, a lot of great stuff in the chat. Also, a lot of great stuff going on over at Empire Today. What's Empire Today? Well, they're going to help get you set up with great flooring. Right now, you get $350 off new floors. Just go to empiretoday.com slash phnx it keeps shopping floors simple it's curated product selection their philosophy to help us find what we need but not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes well you could do this but you could save here you cut corners there and then next thing you know you're falling from the second floor of your house down to the the below the, the bottom floor you don't want that you don't want that that disaster on your hands and the cleanup. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product 
samples each year for the perfect styles. They're going to do all the heavy lifting for you. Empire today prides itself on convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors, but they use their floors and they can see exactly where their new floors will look like and their new home lighting, decor, everything you want because they've got an unbelievable virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how those are going to look. So check it out today. Save some money while doing so. Schedule that free own home in-home estimate today. All listeners receive $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Baldy's breakdown. Let's get to him, Damon Dog. Every week, it's Brian Baldinger. Baldy's breakdowns here. PHNX Cardinals podcast and Baldy. What a week to have you on. Lots of change, not the change that we anticipate. It looks like we're going to have to wait one more week for Kyler Murray to return. But uh, sub-headline, no Joshua Dobbs this week. Like, What do you make of Dobbs going to Minnesota and then now the aforementioned rookie Clayton Toon taking over here in week nine? So I'm just, you know, I'm here in New Jersey. I'm, I'm removed from, you know, from the desert and all the things that happened. But, I mean, I was hearing rumors that Clayton Toon might start anyways this week just mm-hmm. to maybe spark the two. I mean, I'd heard that. But obviously the news of Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, they were picking up the phone and uh, making phone calls. And so with Clayton Toon possibly getting a chance to play this week and Kyler Murray on his way back to recovery, um, you know, it became available. It's too bad. I mean, I thought Josh, we talked about week in, week out, has kept him very competitive. But obviously, you know, they're getting outscored badly in the fourth quarter. They can't convert these fourth downs to stay in these games. And, you know, it's uh, maybe it's time to give the rookie a chance. Uh, you know, he, he's University of Houston. Dana Holgerson runs a good system there. Geno Smith came out of that system. A lot of guys have come out of that system with Dana. So, uh, you know, one thing – that uh, Clayton, you do at University of Houston or at West Virginia, wherever, you're going to throw the football a lot. And so, you know, it kind of gets you, you know, how to get yourself into a rhythm and play up-tempo some of the things that he's been used to doing. Yeah, certainly put up a ton of numbers. Very productive there uh, playing down in Houston. Excited about the big announcement today, by the way. All City, we've got our national football podcast. I can't wait to talk about what you and Andrew Gargano are going to uh, bring on a daily basis. Anthony Gargano, apologies. Um, Just call him Cards. Yeah. He's just (laughs) Cards. He's a a Philly born and bred kid. Like, you'll be walking through this door any minute here as we kind of get ready for this week. But just Cards to the whole world. Right. And you're going to be able to catch this football show, of course, on our podcast feed. Can't wait for it and what you guys are going to bring. Um, but what, what are the biggest challenges, though, that you see for Tune making the transition from not a power five conference, obviously, the offense he played in? I mean, what, what are the fifth round rookie? What are his biggest challenges that he's going to face in a really, really good defense coming at him in the Cleveland Browns? Maybe the league's best. I mean, he's going to see sticky tight coverage. I just saw the Browns for the second week in a row up in Seattle and had a great chance to win that game. But, um, you know, you, you've got a monster out there on the field in Miles Garrett. Like, you just you just got to be aware of him. DJ Humphreys, wherever he lines up, you know, you got to be ready. Paris Johnson, he, he lines up all over the place. But, you know, they play very tight man coverage. But his biggest challenge, honestly, I think, Bo, is he hasn't played since the preseason. We're going into week nine. Preseason is one speed. Week nine, a team, you know, trying to stay – on track in the AFC North right now with teams that are kind of elevating themselves in Cincinnati and Baltimore, um, you're going to get the best shot from Cleveland's defense. 
they know that as long as Deshaun is out and PJ's been fine, but he's a stopgap guy, like he's going to see a defense in midseason form, like knowing that they've got to they've got to win the game. They've got to, you know, shut down the Arizona's offense. They got to get the ball back multiple times to an offense. So those those are some of the challenges, just the speed and just the talent level. They've got three corners, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom. I mean, they can play man coverage as well as anybody in this business. Would you say that the the, the recipe for success, I don't even know the score points, but try to sustain drives yeah. with Clayton Tune Company is, is to run the football. Like it felt like at times this team got away with that, away from that with Joshua Dobbs. And they kind of got back to that last week, kept them alive until Dobbs, you know, inexplicable turnovers, two inter bad interceptions um, last week at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Like I, I can't envision a scenario, Baldy, Number one, I don't really love the decision to play tune this week, a week before Kyler Murray comes back. That's a different conversation. But then, like, having him throw 25, 30 times in Cleveland wind, I, I that, that to me feels like you're setting the kid up for failure. And I, I know Gannon and company aren't going to do that, but to me it's like, what's the perfect game plan for, for this week, do you feel like? Well, I mean, if they get um, Amari, like, just going, you know. Um, you know, he had he had a lot of good runs against a great front last week. In Baltimore, I was impressed. Um, you know, if if Clayton can be a part of the run game, I mean, and whatever you can do to kind of chew up some clock, shorten the game, steal a possession, whether it's a fake punt, you know, a couple. I mean, they're playing well on defense, very well on defense. Yeah, they're popping the ball loose. They're doing a lot of good things. Um, it's good to see Buddha back on that side of the ball. But you know, the defense has to help them out. But you know how they. You, you just can't you can't throw the ball every down against this team. You're just playing right into their hands. The, Seattle got away from the run game at some point last week, and they, they literally couldn't move the ball from first quarter on to late in the fourth <laughs> quarter when they got a turnover. I mean, they just went – they were going three and out almost every series. And that's Geno Smith with a fleet of receivers and, you know, decent personnel. They were going three and out over and over again. You feel like they're doing uh, Kyler Murray – um, right by holding him out and not making his debut against this defense? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know how healthy he is, like if he's fully cleared to go play right now. Um, there's going to be an incubation period. You know, it's just been a long time since he's played. I, I don't, this isn't riding a bike. This is – Deshaun Watson found that out last year in Cleveland after he missed a lot of time. He went out there, and his timing was off all over the place. So, you know – Kyler's just getting back into a rhythm right now. I think the longer you can probably – I mean, the season, nobody's given up on the season. You can tell by the way they play defense. But at the same time, they're not going anywhere this year. So if you wait another week, it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, you know, whether you're 1-7, 1-8, it's not going to hurt you. Like, make sure he's ready and give him the best possible chance. I think that's what they're doing. And, again, it's, it's frustrating because we want to watch high-end quarterback play – but if it's for the long-term benefit of the team, uh, you know, you can't argue with that. Here's what I also can't argue with. I, I think Dante Stills up front on the defensive line is going to be a, a gem for the Arizona Cardinals. And I'll be honest with you, Baldy. Like, I didn't know much about him. Sixth rounder out of Wisconsin or out of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And, like, they need so badly a disrupting three to five technique on that defensive line. Am I overreacting to say, like, they've found a legitimate piece here? I thought he played well last week. He showed up. He popped. Um, they haven't had a guy like that since, you know, Zach Allen, uh, you know, JJ, like those guys were that type of disruptive player.
but mm-hmm. you, you need that. And he, I, I thought against a good offense line with a quarterback that is as mobile, if not more than any quarterback in this league, I thought he got there a few times last week and it, and he showed. And so this is the time to go out there and show everybody that you belong, that they didn't, uh, they didn't misdraft you, that they made the right choice. I'm sure he wants to prove a lot of people wrong coming out of the Big 12. You don't get a lot of defense linemen drafted in this, you know, out of that conference into this league very often. Uh, he's got a chance to kind of show everybody that in Morgantown we play pretty good football. You gave kind of the Cardinals fan base a little bit of a shot in the arm on your Twitter account. I encourage everybody watching, listening, to follow at Baldy NFL about the Cardinals defense. I mean, as, as this team's one in seven and you're looking for positives, you put there that they play the game the only way. You call it full metal jacket, like being yeah. attacked by a swarm of red ants. Yeah. Uh, very colorful way of putting how hard they play on defense. But can you give maybe more to, to what you like about this defense coached up by the young Nick Rollis? Well, the, the one thing you don't see, and I, I've watched every game, and I'm a big Buda Baker fan, so Buda's out there, man, my eyes are on. But I don't see – I mean, this is difficult to interpret, but I don't see any bad body language. I see guys flying. I see guys getting to the ball. When they get a third down stop, like it's like it's like the biggest deal in the world. Like they're, They've got a lot of juice, a lot of energy. Uh, you throw, want to throw a hit screen to them? Okay, fine, you know. If you don't make that first block, I mean, they're all going to swarm you. And that's uh, the one picture I showed. I just showed 10 guys sprinting to the football. And if you freeze it at the end um, of some of these plays, on those type of plays, and that corner from the other side of the field or that safety on that half of the field is there at the ball, like it's important. And I know a little bit about how Jonathan coaches that up and the peer pressure he puts them on, puts on them. But that's how you got to play it because good things happen when you get to the football. And they've made a lot of good things happen. Uh, throughout the course of the season. And it has not, it's easy. I played on a one of 15 team. It's easy when the wheels begin to fall off in a game like they have been to just kind of hang your head, walk off the field, you know, and just get through the game. But I just don't see that attitude. And that's a, you know, that's a credit to Jonathan and to Nick. Let's talk about their pass rush for a second. They're somehow top 10 in sacks, as my co-host has put it, without, without a household name on this defensive line. Now, one name that is familiar with with most Cardinal fans is is Zayvon Collins. Do you think he's getting better? Because this is a reclamation project of sorts going from inside to outside. They're trying to maximize where he was drafted, 16th overall, maybe pick up his fifth-year option next offseason. Like, have you seen enough tangible evidence on Sundays? Like, hey, this this guy could be something here. Well, I mean, I know he had the sack. You know, I mean, he he he, he makes plays every week. Uh, I didn't think he was good. I didn't think he was a good off the ball inside linebacker because I think at Tulsa, he just, you know, he's 260 pounds. He was just bigger and stronger right. than everybody. And he was fast. But I don't think he used his hands well to get off blocks. Um, you know, there was an issue. And so, you know, he's got to get still better with his hands. But, you know, rushing from the outside, you, you've got to be more than just a speed or power rusher. Like, you're only going to go so far with that. So I think he still has to build an arsenal. Like, there's a lot of room to grow. This is the first year. There's a lot of things to see. Uh, you're on the line of scrimmage. Um, like, you know, he played off the ball inside. You know, like Hassan Reddick did that at Temple. And then he went to Arizona. And eventually, you know, it didn't work out for him until the final year. Then he went to Carolina. He, he's an edge rusher. And they they messed up by putting him off the ball inside. And he wasn't any good. And they, they really couldn't find a role for him. Like, I think he has a chance. But I don't think he's got Hassan Reddick type ability. 
But so you're going to have to develop. Like he's a little stiff, you know. He's just the way he's built. But there's but there's something there to work with. But I, you know, I want to see a true pass rush specialist work with them and develop an arsenal of moves. You know, like the team you just saw, uh, Baltimore. They hired Chuck Smith out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's a pass rush specialist. Well, it just so happens the Ravens lead the league in in in, in sacks right now. It's mm-hmm. not a secret. I've seen every guy in that front develop. So I think there's room. I think there's a place for Zayvon there. I think he's in the right place because I know he's tough and he's fast and he you know he hits and he plays hard. But you gotta have you gotta be more than that. You gotta be able to beat you know good tackles one on one in this business. You highlighted some uh, wizardry from Lamar Jackson that touchdown pass is unreal how he throws it around a guy. But I mean for Lamar standards that game 170 total yards like 17 yards on the ground one total touchdown like what what did you think what did Gannon and Rollis do how were they able to kind of keep him bottled up well I didn't think they um I, I didn't think they max blitzed or anything like that where they he, if you break if you break contain you're gone for a long ways I thought they he, they, they they maintained pretty good rush lanes on him and kind of just kept him corralled even though they were trying to get to him um, but I didn't think they just gave him these big look because like, I think his best runs, honestly, are when it's a design pass and these rush lanes open up and you just, he just is able to use the speed and take off. So I thought they had, I thought they played zone, you know, they kept their eyes on him and he's making a better concerted effort to throw it and not take off with it. And it has worked, um, to a degree, but yes, the numbers were down. They, they didn't put that game away to the very end. Uh, it was a ball game, you know, into the fourth quarter. If the if the Cardinals could have made, you know, one play offensively. So I'll I'll get you out of here uh, with my last question on this ball. They like, I think the frustration with this fan base is, you know, Kyler Murray against this this Cleveland Brown defense. You know, you got a real chance at winning. Whereas even as as well as the Cardinal defense is playing, like Clayton Tune, that's that's a tough sell. But if it if it is Clayton Tune. Versus somebody like PJ Walker or even a DTR rookie out of UCLA, like the Cardinals have the horses and the confidence defensively. I think to keep this game close. Do you agree with that? I do. Cleveland's got a good offensive line. They played very well in Seattle uh, last week. Um, they're good in the trenches, both sides of the ball. But you've got to, you know, they've been outscored seventy-seven to twenty-four in the fourth quarter this year. Yeah, it's the quarters killed them. It's just killed them. They, they've been in all we, – we talk about it every week. Like, you know, eventually one team wears the other team down, breaks the other team's sword. And, you know, P.J., as anybody watched the game last week, he's going to give you two. Yeah. Now, whether Jalen or Buddha or, you know, Marco, you know, one of these guys, you come down with him, you come down with him. But he's going to give you two. <laughs> and, you know, they just traded one of the receivers away, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, they got a, a rookie, Cedric Tillman, that probably gets activated now out of Tennessee, but he's just a rookie. So um, running back wise right now, I mean, there's, they're, they're pretty good. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, that's a good one too. But, you know, the ball in PJ's hands now, they've turned the ball over a bunch. Yeah, They're going to give you opportunities. Cannot wait to hear all the more, all the insight we're going to get from our all city national yes. NFL podcast with Brian Baldy Baldinger, of course, and the coach, Anthony Gargano. You can find it actually on this feed. It's not going to last. It's not going to be here forever, but we're going to have a couple of the first episodes right here where you find yes. PHNX Cardinals. Baldy, always great insight. Can't wait to hear you officially, you know, breaking it all down for all city. 
Well, we'll be talking some Cardinal football, regardless of what the record is. I promise you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Big thanks to Baldy and company for joining us today. Banner week, and it continues on Football Friday with our definitive Cardinals at Browns game preview. Check us out, gophnx.com. Subscribe, like this video. Let's get this video up over 150 likes here on a Wednesday. Will they or won't they start Kyler Murray, or is it Clayton Toon time? I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. We'll see you on Friday.